<clears throat> okay, I, I got um, yeah, I guess I got some for the intro. Mm, mm, mm. Finger looking good. It's finger looking good. Sword of sorcery. It's finger looking good. Sword and sorcery. Sword of sorcery. I'm loving it. <laughs> got sword of sorcery. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. We're just two buddies discussing fantasy. Oh God, it's sort of sorcery. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the never-ending bad dream of evil portent. <laughs> oh yeah, it's sort of sorcery. <laughs> you will never wake up. Uh, your loved ones will probably die. Yeah, yeah. That's what this dream means. One of them is a bird, and he's being assailed by other birds. Yeah, and he gets crushed by two mountains <laughs> or something like that. A mountain, I laugh, not hearing the foreboding. <laughs> I um, I hope everyone enjoyed the intro, the little audio intro mm. at the last couple episodes. Mm. It's been super, it's been reimposed into the past. Uh-huh. We've rewritten history. It's good. After writing the theme song. The theme song. It's beautiful. So, we love it. Uh, everybody give Chase a round of applause for that. Yeah. It was a labor of love from both parts. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the vocals. The vocals for both of us. So let's clap for Will for that. You know. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, I was I was trying to keep the energy high. <laughs> uh-huh. In the stew that day. We brought, yeah. we brought in Gucci Mane. He had, he had some ad-libs in the back. We decided to take uh-huh. it out. Yeah, we, we took out the Gucci Mane <laughs> yeah. ad-libs. So we got the Metro at the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that, was, that was Travis. We just didn't want it. No, we decided that, yeah, it, we didn't want to have it too bogged down. and Yeah, you know. by like those other guys. Too many cooks. Yeah, it's too many cooks in the too kitchen. Too many cooks in the really kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get it, you get it, you get it. Yeah. Uh, we had Lil Wayne to do a verse about spiders. Uh-huh. Uh, it was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, we had him. Well, because Lil Wayne is, is the king of hyper-specific <laughs> pop culture verses. Yeah, I guess the, the Lil Wayne spiders joke may have gone over some of the audience's heads. Here's but. the thing about Lil Wayne. I think if we asked him to do a sort of sorcery verse uh-huh. and we we really we laid it out for him in the simplest terms what we do here what it's about <laughs> i think he would provide something uh-huh. i honestly do and it would be crazy like it would be specifically all about like how you make a sword how you, he's uh-huh. smelting a sword he's building a sword he'd bring in like a conan reference you yeah know. yeah he, he's throwing fireballs he'd and, do his research yeah yeah uh he's good he's, he's a, a, he's he's a, a pro guy. he's, he's a just pro. a professional uh-huh and we're trying to aspire to his mm-hmm. legacy we're trying to be the little wayne's of fantasy <laughs> cinema podcast uh-huh, uh-huh. In a lot of ways, we are because we have a very niche, niche right. movie for you today. Uh, it's Die Nibelungen. Hell yeah! 1924's Fritz Lang's German People's. Yes, Die Nibelungen. I, I said German myself. <laughs> just just uh-huh. kidding. You have no way of verifying that. He could um, be German. I could be German. He could be German. Don't, as fuck aren't right we now. all a little German? Yeah, come on. We all Germs, right? Uh huh. I'm German it up right now. I'm sick in the studio. <laughs> yeah, he's sick. He's a little sicky. Uh, but you won't notice it because his voice is buttery smooth. Silky smooth. Silky <laughs> I'm going to go in post and I'm going to just like try and fix it and make it sound uh-huh. even worse. So you don't sound like the Mucinex man. Or <laughs> yeah. you, so you do sound like yeah, the Mucinex man. I do. Man. Yeah. yeah. He's my hero. <laughs> uh-huh. I can tell. You, you uh-huh. should see him right now. I've he's tried green. To he's slimy. <laughs> oh. uh, but yes, today we are talking about Dine Belongen, uh, the story of Siegfried, the dragon slayer. Yep. You know, interesting that it's called Dine Belongen because. Mm. The people group, the Nibelungen, who <laughs> yeah. this is, is named after, they, they play a pretty cursory role in this movie. Yeah, I feel I like it should so. be called Just Siegfried. Yeah. The title should be Just Siegfried. Just the Siegfried. Words, yeah. Well, like, it is, like, the, the for, it's a two-part story. We're doing yeah. the first part today. The first one is Die Nibelungen. Colon. Colon, like, Siegfried's yeah. story. Like, it's, Colon Siegfried, I think. Yeah, Colon Siegfried, uh, which it should be, because he's awesome and sick and stuff. 
but there's other people too, and we'll get to them. Uh, but we start our story off. We started off right uh, with a dedication to the German people. Yep. As all good stories yep. begin. Yeah, 1924. Uh, I guess it's okay to dedicate things to the German people. Yeah, we right really now. can't do it now. Yeah. Anytime, like post 1942. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't you, want to dedicate your project to the German people. No, you really don't. It's like the one bit. I keep referencing community on the pod, but like where like, they're not allowed to celebrate German culture <laughs> yeah. because of the bad optics. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 bad luck sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, but now it, it wasn't quite yet. Uh, we'll get into some of the reception later on where maybe it became a bit of a bad thing. But for right now, I'm telling you the story of the movie. Uh, so, yeah. We dive in, and there's this beautiful, like, bucolic, uh, idyllic, like, forest area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, like, these these trolls, the Nibelungans. Uh, they're, they're running around. Uh, and we cut to this guy, not a troll, hunky German man. Oh yeah. Uh, or really, the actor Paul Richter is Austrian, but oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. What does that say? What does that say? I'm actually not sure. Couldn't even get a real German. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to be a part of this. Project. I, I actually have no idea how the ethnicity works with like Austrians and Germans. Uh-huh. I'm sure they would insist they're different, so yeah, I'm gonna say I mean, they're different. I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, so Siegfried, played by Paul Richter, is like he's hammering away, he's smelting this sword. Uh, kind of just like a slab of iron, but he's he's. Yeah, it actually a... looks like the dullest sword I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but apparently uh, it's very sharp. Yeah, his his blacksmith master, another troll named Mime, he comes in, he like tests out the yeah. sword by like putting a feather over it, like dropping it on there, and just feather slices in half. Pretty cool effect. Awesome effect. So we know that this guy is awesome at making swords. Maybe he's good at other stuff too. Yeah, maybe uh, he's just gifted. Maybe he's just generally good at stuff. Uh, and the troll, he tells him, ride home to his home of Xanten, which is a faraway kingdom, which I don't know if it has any real world, world analogs. Analog. Yeah, I don't know where Xanten is supposed to be. Yeah, any place that starts with like an X, I assume it's like a sci-fi place. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Planet X. Planet X. Uh, and one thing to say for like what this movie looks like, I do honestly, I recommend you watch this because it is like sick. Yeah, normally cool we don't recommend you watch. <laughs> we just recommend you listen to the pod. <laughs> yeah. uh, but today you, no, you, you should, should watch. actually you do should it. Watch. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I, the original movie, 1924, black and white. Uh, but like, it kind of grody. On YouTube, you can find this like remaster, uh, like HD, presumably remaster, uh, and it's like this, this beautiful like gold. Uh, yeah, somehow all the whites become like yellow. Yeah, like yellows. Yellows. Yeah, but I think it looks awesome. Um, it looks good. And like it just looks like so mythic. Uh, so like when you're seeing this like forest area, it looks like some kind of I don't know like inscription or like painting. It it looks yeah. like yeah. Um, so yeah, ride ho- the troll tells him ride home to Xanten, uh, and Siegfried walks out. He's hanging out with the other yeah, trolls. The, the troll men. Yeah, there's this troll like troll boys, <laughs> wise troll who's the thumbnail for the YouTube thing that we watched. Like the yeah, you can find all two hours of it on YouTube. It's out there. Uh, on the thumbnail, you see this like kind of like schlubby uh, troll Portly. guy. Portly, yeah. yeah. I guess Portly's a better word than schlubby. Schlubby. <laughs> yeah. He is schlubby. He's kind of an asshole. Well, he's schlubby, but he's no slouch because oh. uh, he knows this the story of uh, this faraway kingdom of Burgundy, where there's this castle uh, on wor- at Worms on the Rhine, uh, which is a fun name. Yeah, Castle Worms is my favorite 
castle name. It's a good I name. Think. Yeah, because you think of worms, but it's big. Like a castle, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> and basically, he tells the story of this, like, yeah, beautiful castle. We see this cool shot of, like, all of the nobility walking past. Uh, I'm not going to break down every cool shot, but just know there's a lot of cool shots. Yeah. Um, and then we see the coolest shot, this beautiful woman. Yep, yep. She's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Cut. Here's cut the that thing. Out. Cut that. Out. Cut that. Out. <laughs> yeah, beautiful woman. Mm. <laughs> okay. People look different. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. People looked different. People do look different in the 1920s in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. We're told that she's a beautiful woman. So the story goes. She's a beautiful, she's a beautiful woman. woman. She's a beautiful woman. And Siegfried, he agrees with us, who th- we both think she's beautiful. Right, right. We, well, Will and I think all women are beautiful. All people. That's, uh, you know what? You listening to the podcast, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. All people contain a, a hidden light at the heart. Yeah. Whatever whatever grotesque it's thing is down. outside. It's deep <laughs> Whatever down. just hideous yeah. like mask yeah. is put over. There, there's something within you that's cool. Yeah, and... Nobody else is going to see past it. Besides us. But, but us. <laughs> Everyone else thinks you're a hag, thinks you're <laughs> a, a foul wretch of the earth. Uh, but Will, Will and I, were like, oh, yeah, you're decent. Yeah, you're cool. You're yeah, chill. You're nice. Yeah. You know? Kind of nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Crimehild. Much like Crimehild, the beautiful lady uh, who Siegfried declares that he he will win uh, her love. Uh, and yeah. the trolls all laugh they at him. They just laugh at him. Can they just you imagine? laugh at him. Your boys, you're like, oh, I really like this girl. I think I'm gonna, and they just start cackling. <laughs> Laugh at your ass. Yeah, they don't believe in him. Uh, and like, it starts off like Siegfried's like, oh, you guys, and like he slaps, oh, you. slapstick yeah. fights him. Yeah, just quickly. I escalates. feel like we should say at this point, if you haven't watched it, this is a no speaking film. Oh yeah, we didn't even mention no speak. Yeah, we really no haven't. Yeah, it's it's no speaking. Uh, it's a. Uh, I guess it's not a talking. I was gonna it's, say um, he knew. I, I did the like the, yeah. the hand symbol of like someone talking but no it's not a talkie no. uh it's a silent film is the, is the <laughs> yeah. phrase there's it's, no fun yeah just it's a silent film. film people will like kind of like they're they'll move their mouths yeah uh and then like they'll cut to, like the why am i describing what a silent film is <laughs> and then they cut away and there's, and there's a there's words. slide of text explaining. yeah a slide of text yeah, yeah i mean most of it is honestly the score really does carry this film. I oh think. yeah, it's beautiful. And you will, after the first ten twenty minutes, you'll forget that it's a silent yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. Because you're in it. You're yeah. just fully in it. This is a good. Genuinely, this is a good movie. And you should watch. You should yeah. watch this. Uh, and you can. It's on YouTube. Just do it. Just do it, man. Why aren't you fucking? Dude, just just do it. Should we talk about this? Will should we? Yeah. Because we, you know we said we weren't going to talk. Thinking about this. about this for a long time. Like you, you think about these things uh-huh. that you are going to do, but you, you never do it. Yeah. Your entire life is a series of things you say or think you're going to do. And you're and just yet fucking sitting on your ass, man. Yeah. What are you doing, guy? You're Subway surfer while you're listening to the podcast? I mean, that's crazy. We're seeing it. And Come you're not on. even doing well, too. At least, like, do the dishes or something. Do the you dishes. Listen. You're just getting hit by Subways. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, you're Sad. not even good at the game. You not even good at the game. 30 hours a week. And we know. You, you buy. You buy the power-ups. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you I, do. I don't even know if, you, you I don't know if they're in-game purchases. You know, that, that um feature where you can pay to just go once more, yeah. continue from your last run. Yeah. Despicable. Why is that like the one thing you can commit to? Paying for mm-hmm. uh for Subway Surfers. Awful. But whatever. We'll, yeah. we'll get back to the movie. We'll let you think about that. But we'll get back to yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> This this movie it's a sound film. Um, in conclusion. In conclusion, 
uh, and trolls, they, they don't believe this guy is going to be able to no. make it no. to uh, Worms, Castle Worms. Uh, and Siegfried's like, oh, I'm going to do it. Mime, the blacksmith guy, mm-hmm. he tells Siegfried where to go. He points him to the way. Uh, and like As Siegfried's walking off, the uh, blacksmith, like under his breath, goes, Bye, Siegfried, son of Sigmund. You'll never get to Worms. No. He'll never get there. They don't believe. They don't, they don't believe. They don't believe in the in the dream and the vision. They don't see uh, it. They yeah. don't see it. They don't see it. Uh, but maybe there's a reason they don't believe. Mm. Uh, because along the way, there's there's a foul beast, an evil, just downright dragon, dirty, lowly. Yeah, uh, there's there's a dragon. Uh, but it kind of look, just looks like an iguana. Yeah, it doesn't quite look like a dragon the way you're thinking of it. No, no. Looking. Uh, well, but you know, you you the viewer. You have like uh, you a hundred years of like cinematic yeah. legacy of what a dragon yeah. is supposed to look like on film. Uh, but this is the first one. You know the reason is because this is the first one. Yeah. yeah, the reason you have that belief of what a dragon's supposed to uh-huh. look like, this paved the way. Fritz Lang, there's so Lang. many Germans. He walked so Mister Big could run. Yeah, yeah, he did. That. Honestly, yeah, he really did. He really did. And the quality just barely got better over the next hundred years. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, because we we were watching the movie and we were like kind of like talking about it because. Movies like don't necessarily look better than this yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, and this was pretty early, uh, so it's it's weird. Like yeah. things, they haven't necessarily improved. Because uh, this mo- this is a nice looking movie. Like it looks like a Wes Anderson film, but like in monochrome. Like yeah. it's interesting. I, everything's like very symmetrical. Everything's very ordered. Like le- uh, like precise. Yeah, and I mean we were talking about that. I think when you don't have the aid of dialogue mm-hmm. or like fancy digital effects cgi cgi you, you have to be you know, so make jar jar banks in this film and i think it would have been better if i'm being honest we had yeah, jar jar, jar, jar banks, banks. In this film. yeah i do like jar if jar he banks. was the twist villain oh that'd be good that'd that would be really be, good yeah give him like an, a winged helmet uh-huh something yeah. to signal that he's really down bad uh-huh dirty oh yeah earlier uh in while well, they like the with the cool shot of everybody walking by there was one guy with like a giant winged black helmet uh which you know you may think oh he looks evil but he's actually a really chill guy yeah he's actually really cool yeah uh, he's really he'd cool be a good chill. friend yeah i, I think, think he'd, i think he'd be sick loyal I'd, I'd, to a fault. Yeah. Uh, loyalty for loyalty uh that'll that'll come in later uh but for the rest of the film it kind of goes how you'd imagine slays the dragon yep mercs him bathes in the dragon's blood obviously as you do, as you yeah. do. uh and like a bird yeah, he kills the dragon yeah. for seemingly no reason. The dragon the is dragon does minding nothing. its business. Yeah. Siegfried slaughters it in cold blood. <laughs> and then he starts going insane, and a bird starts talking <laughs> to him. And the bird says, bathe in its blood. <laughs> You'll become invincible. <laughs> Strike the dragon down. So he's like, okay. Bathe in his blood. But of yeah. course, Achilles-type beat uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just yeah. a leaf. A leaf. A leaf gets on his back while he's bathing in the dragon's blood to turn his skin invincible, as you do. Uh-huh, to uh, chop and, and slash or uh-huh. whatever. And the leaf gets on him and ha- like protects that part of his skin from the blood. So yeah. that part of his skin is vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, it's an Achilles weakness. We we all need one. Uh, and what Wikipedia will tell you is that like touching the dragon's blood gave him the ability to speak to birds. And that's why he could understand the bird telling him to bathe in its blood. Me but, think no. Yeah, I mean... There's just no indication of that. I just think he can talk to birds, or he's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the rest of the film just kind of goes ar- along smoothly. He gets to the 
place, you know. Uh, he yeah. gets to, he makes it to arms. the name. Oh well, first he gets the namesake. Oh, of that's true. The the film of the piece. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's yeah. Yeah. My favorite part <laughs> of the film. Uh, so this this whole chunk of the film is being the framing device. It's being told to Creamhild and the people of the court by the bard of like uh, Siegfried's exploits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, the bard's telling Kremhild and the rest of the gang uh, that Siegfried, he's getting to this place, the land of the Nibelungans, uh, and it's basically it's like a swamp. Uh, yeah, it's a little swampy. I, I guess what it's supposed to be, or like what it is, even in the film, but like in myth, it's like this land of like fog and mist and stuff. Uh, and you, you get that. Cool, yeah. Yeah, you, you get yeah. that. Uh, and it's like this misty, foggy swamp, and we see this this guy. Yeah, this misty, foggy guy. <laughs> Could you describe, I, you know. He, hmm. Imagine, like. Imagine, what? like, if Gollum, like, yeah. put on a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> and had, yeah. like, a weird, had long fingers. Uh-huh. And, um, does he have a long nose? Yes, he does. He, okay. He does. We should talk about He's, that. yeah. So, the, the character that, that Siegfried encounters next is is the king of, of the Nibelungen. Uh, who Alberic. are racially dubious goblins sure yeah um, well, but like the rest of the nibelungans are just kind yeah, of they're like, just kind of small they're small they're like trolls and stuff like they're just they're like fantasy people yeah and generally they they have like big noses like they like big as in round and stuff albrick though a bit different uh yeah, yeah our boys our boys build different yeah imagine like the most anti-Semitic uh-huh. <laughs> image thing you can, you think can of. imagine, yeah. and it, it's it's that it's that. But was it intended to be that? Maybe we well, can get into that later. Yeah. It's for later discussion. Was it taken as that, and does it look like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. A little uh, bit. A little bit. Uh, so yeah, he's he's this like hand wringing, like duplicitous yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Siegfried's coming along. He's like, oh yes, my evil plan. I'm gonna uh, get him. Albrecht, like he has this like net that allows him to become invisible. Maybe he can do other things too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, and like he hops on Siegfried and like tries to strangle him. Siegfried oh, is obviously like, "What the fuck's happening?" Uh, but he like with his amazing strength rips him off. Rips him yeah. off. Gets him to the ground and like immediately <laughs> he just so quickly starts begging for his life, yeah. bleeding, yeah, offering him. He's like he's on his little knees. He he's like, oh, I will make you the the richest king in all of the land. Mm. Uh, and Siegfried's like, oh, bet, cool. Because uh, Siegfried, chill, I get not chill, but he he goes yeah. with the flow. Yeah, his whole thing is that he just kind of goes with the flow. Uh, he but I will say one thing about uh, Paul Richter's performance is that he just has this, like, crazed look yeah. in his eyes. He acts with his eyes. For the whole film. But I guess you have to. When you can't, you like, can't speak. Yeah, yeah. speak. Uh, but, yeah, he just, like, he's, like, looking down at Albrecht as he's, like, as he's pleading for his life with just this, like... Yeah, wide-eyed look, Wide-eyed, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it is pretty awesome to watch. Uh, and one another thing about the acting in the scene, uh, Albrecht is played by George John, or Georg John. It's a German yeah, name. Yeah, it could be. Uh, who was the same guy who played the blacksmith troll mine, mine. earlier? Uh, so, like, one idea is that the reason that Alberic has so much like prosthetics on him and stuff it's to make him look different. To make him look different from mine. Uh, which I could see that. Yeah, you know. it could be. Could be. Hey, why are we gonna doubt that? 
so yeah, basically, Albrecht is like, oh, I have all this gold in my cave. Come on, come on down. That's uh, what they always say, man. Always taking you to oh, a second location. Oh, I have so much gold location. in my cave. Yeah. No. No, they never do. They never do. We've gotten tricked with that a few times, actually. I can't even count. <laughs> God, it's ter- terrible. We have gotten some gold out of it, mm-hmm. though, which is which is nice. Yeah. Um, And Siegfried, he wants to get some gold, too. So he falls him down, and they come to this, like, den where there's, like, this large bowl of gold and, like, these guys holding it up, and they're, like, chained and stuff. Yeah. I was like other yeah. Nibelungans, uh, like so they're like little guys, and they're like some of them are played by actual little people, mm-hmm. um, and like they're they're holding up the yeah they're seemingly unnecessarily like propping up the bowl yeah which you don't need just put it on the ground just put it right? on the ground uh, but I guess Albrecht doesn't roll like that no nah, uh, he wants <laughs> he, he wants him to he wants to, to feel strong feels like a big man exactly uh, so Siegfried is looking around he's like oh. I love all of this stuff. This is all my gold now. Uh, and he finds this one sword, Balmung, uh, which is the sword forged in blood. Uh, or the fire of blood. Uh, ends up mattering not very much. No, it never comes up, I think. No, uh, yeah. And, like, he already had a sharp sword. Like, it was the yeah, sword really that he sharp, made. Yeah, uh, But I guess he just... But that wasn't needs... forged in blood. It's true, yeah. Uh, it wasn't forged in blood, so it's not good. Uh, and as he's, like, marveling at this amazing sword... <laughs> What happens, but the most uh, expected thing you could possibly happen, <laughs> Albrecht, he's, like, behind him, and he has, like, a blanket, and he just, like, he kind of... He grabs, like, literally, like, a sheet of cloth. <laughs> yeah. And he just th- <laughs> and he throws, it. throws it over his head, and, like... And immediately. Sigrid's, like, what immediately. the... F-? Like, immediately, he, like, turns around, he takes the sheet off, obviously, yeah. and just, like, cuts him down. Yeah, and just kills him. Yeah. And uh, just fucking kills him. But, like, he doesn't quite kill him, and Albrecht, he's, like, on the ground... Uh, and fearing being actually killed, he like turns himself into stone and also turns the people holding up the gold to stone for some fucking Weird reason. Move. Just because he's a move. dick. Uh, and then Siegfried's just standing there like, well, I mean, this doesn't really change anything for me. It's still my gold. And yeah. Yeah, he, and, and he dips. You know? And he he's, dips. He's and got all this gold now. We cut back to the court. Uh, Krimhild's like, that's the best story I've ever heard in my entire life. I love him. I, I love him. I'm man. in love with him. I'm in love with that guy who, who I've heard a story about where he just killed a guy. Yeah. Um, and she gives the bard, like, the blanket she was knitting. She was knitting earlier. And all is happy. All is well. And then who appears to the court? But Who doth appear? Who doth appear? But it's Siegfried and just 12 guys that he picked uh-huh. up along the way. Uh, yeah. His 12 vassal kings. Yeah, he has, like, kings who follow him around. Uh, I don't know how we got him. Yeah, but. yeah. Presumably, there's some time skip where, for the sake of like the movie being not a million hours long, <laughs> we just cut to the point where Siegfried has a kingdom himself, presumably, and he like rules over other kings. Yeah, and it doesn't seem to be Xanton, like his hereditary kingdom. It seems to be like another thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But he's uh, a big shot now. He's a big shot, and he wants a big shot wife. Oh, so yeah. he's pulling up to Burgundy to take the hand of Kriemhild, uh, and you know. The guy with the evil hat, uh, whose name is Hagen Tranji, uh, he <laughs> immediately is just like, oh, refuse him welcome. Uh, we don't want this guy here. Bad I will news. say, like, beyond just the evil hat, uh, this guy, Hagen Tranji, played by Hans Adelbert Schlettlau. Wow. Which is a very German I wonder name. if he was German. I wonder if he was German. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hans looks 
so nefarious. Oh, yeah. He's just a bad looking guy. And like the actor, he looks like a normal guy. But they put like so much like prosthesis on him. Yeah. That like you know what his deal is. He has, he's missing an eye. Yeah. And he has like. He doesn't quite have an eye patch. He has like yeah. fur over his fur eye. Fur over one eye. Yeah. Never trust someone like that. No. Never. Never. Not again. <laughs> the crazy thing is we could both have fur eye patches. The viewer wouldn't know. It's true. Or the listener. They're not even, they're not even viewers. Yeah. I mean, they can't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the viewer has fur over their eyes. Oh, true. And that's My why bad. they're listening. My bad, viewer. Sorry for getting on you earlier, too. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. That was, I think I that need was to like bad. change the way that I talk to myself, and then also uh-huh. change the way I talk to yeah, you. Yeah, you need that. You need better self talk. You need better self talk, and I'll have better you talk. I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My bad. <laughs> um. So yeah, basically, the king. He's he hears the counsel from his, I guess, second in second command. command. We don't he's really an know. Evil vizier, okay? he's, he's an, an evil, evil vizier. vizier. He has an evil hat. He's an evil vizier. He's Jafar. Yeah, he's, he's Jafar. just Jafar. Uh, from henceforth, we will be referring to him he's as Jafar. Jafar. <laughs> so yeah, Jafar tells the king, "Don't let him in." The king's like, "I'm gonna though." Yeah, uh, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Uh, so he lets him in, and immediately Siegfried's like, "Okay, I want to marry your sister," because uh, King Gunther and Sig and Krimhild uh, are yeah. brother and sister. And uh, Gunther's like, "Oh, I, I mean, I don't know about that." Like he kind of hesitates a little bit. Uh, Jafar jumps in. He's like, oh, "I'll let you marry." uh the king's sister yeah i'll i'll, I'll let you do that you somehow do for me. that's in my authority to let that happen but whatever uh if you uh allow us to like go go to the land of brunhild yeah and like convince brunhild to marry gunter uh brunhild she has this like tr- these this list of trials where if a man completes it then she'll allow that man to take her hand in marriage uh and cool you know cool stuff and cool stuff if you want like a cool husband, uh, but sadly, yeah, no. King Gunther is not. You're not, yeah. King Gunther is not that. Uh, so Jafar knows, yeah, this guy's not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, but Siegfried, you can. Uh, so if you like somehow use your strength, I guess Gunther or Jafar doesn't really have a plan to like. Yeah, actually I guess the assumption this. is just that since Siegfried is like a known hero at mm-hmm. this point, he can he can do it if anyone can. Yeah. But I, I don't know if... Oh, I guess, yeah, Jafar heard the story of the whole Nibelungen encounter. So he knows that yeah. Siegfried can like turn invisible and stuff. He's got so some I guess powers. that's their plan from the He beginning. has the Tarnhelm. He has the Tarnhelm. Oh, yeah, that's that's the name of the thing, Tarnhelm. Uh, and, yeah, so basically Siegfried is like, no, I don't want to do that. That uh, sounds just, like a lot of work. Just let me marry your sister, dude. Uh, and there's like a standoff, you know, like the vassals, they're like kind of fighting against the guards for a second. But then Krimhild comes down and Siegfried, he's looking at her. He's like, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, why not, right? Why not? Calms down and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go on your quest. Uh, Hell yeah, we got a quest. We got a quest. Got a quest down the pipe. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to, I guess, Brunhild's island. We never know what She's living on called. some mysterious island. Yeah, it's like the mascara. There's all women and yeah. stuff. It's giving uh, Amazon vibes. giving Amazon vibes. One of the women is this, like, divining witch lady, uh, and she's telling Brunhild that some guys are, like, approaching the island, yeah. uh, some some strangers, some strange yeah. now, How she gets that from, like, tossing sticks on the ground, <laughs> I'll yeah. never know. I didn't want to get into her specific methods, but yeah. Well, I can... just, I think the methods are funny, because it's, like, something you would see on the streets of New Orleans. Yeah. Like, some guys just, like, 
picking up sticks or dice and like throwing <laughs> them. It's like, hey, let me come read your fortune. Yeah. Oddly specific, this witch was, but correct yeah, nonetheless. It's true. She has she has a certain kind of power about her. Um, and we see our guys, uh, Siegfried and the gang. They come upon this like lake of fire, uh, and we're all like, "Oh, how how are they gonna get out yeah, of this?" Yeah, this seems like a so they have a lot of water. Trial. It, to put out a lake of fire, you need like a lake of water, you which do. they don't yeah. necessarily have. <laughs> lake of water, a <laughs> <Yeah>. normal lake, <laughs> a normal lake. <laughs> so Siegfried just kind of like looks at it. And the fire goes out because Siegfried is cool. He's got that stone cold gl- glare. Yeah, I, I guess so. The gaze. Uh, they never explain how that works, uh, but it does. But it does. Uh, Siegfried, whatever, is awesome. We love him. He's cool. Fire goes out, and they come upon the like Brunhild's palace, uh, and all the women they're like freaking out. Brunhild's like, let them in and prepare for the fight of your lives. Uh, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go down. I guess it. I mean, it doesn't really, but no. whatever. Um, Brunhild is in her palace. She's in the throne room. The guys come in, and they're all talking. She's like, "Oh, is this the hero who's gonna take my hand?" Yeah, she's walks right up Siegfried. to Siegfried. Uh, Siegfried's like, nah. uh, yeah, no, it's that guy." Uh, Brunhild like looks over like this look of disgust at King Gunther. Uh, Here's the thing about King Gunther. Yeah. Imagine the kid who was like picked last in dodgeball. Then you're <laughs> drafting teams. It's like the one you don't really want. Uh-huh. Doesn't really seem like he's very competent. He's like he's looking around. He's like he has like a shifty look about him, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just kind of. Uh, it's like, ugh, do I really want this guy in my team? Yeah. No. No, you don't. No. Yeah. He's uh, giving off those vibes. Yeah, and you know, Brunhild would pick him last. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't even pick him at all. No. Uh, and she says. Before evening falls, King, your shattered weapons shall adorn my hall, which is that's a rejection. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a no. It's going to be. A uh, no. But Gunther does not take no for an answer, no. Uh, because not only is he nebbish, he's also bad with boundaries. Um, yeah. Which we don't we don't love Gunther on the pod. We're, no. This is a anti Gunther yeah. pod. I gotta say. I hate Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Siegfried says he's gonna. Go back to the ship uh, because you know he needs to prepare the guys because before by evening. Yeah, we're actually gonna be out of here. We're gonna be out of here. You're coming with us. And you're coming with us. Uh, so Siegfried he, he walks out. Uh, then he goes invisible. Yeah. What could that be? About? Classic bit. What could that be? Walk about? right out of the room. The minute the door is closed behind <laughs> you, you just turn invisible. Uh huh. I do it all the and time. You walk back in. Yeah. Um. So all of the the ladies are preparing for the, this trial, uh, and basically what the trials are. It's, I guess, three things. Uh, there's the throwing of a rock. You throw a rock, you jump. You jump, and then you throw a spear yeah, yeah. and a shield. That's right. Uh, and just through, like, Siegfried being strong and also being invisible, he's like, yeah. you know, like, the scene, like, a sports movie when, like, a guy will, like, teach a girl how to, like, do a thing. Uh-huh. And, like, he'll kind of, like, guide her through it, you know? Yeah, like, if you've ever been mini golfing yeah you know yeah. The gist. and you've pretended that you don't know how to mini golf uh-huh. so a dude can like yeah get all up behind you sometimes i'll go to the mini golf place alone <laughs> uh-huh. just to see if i can get some some strapping some kindly man, man <laughs> yeah. to help me show me how it's done uh-huh. Uh-huh. um and it it works you know uh it does yeah gunther's uh, being helped out by siegfried he helps him throw a rock he helps him jump he like just chucks him 
Yeah, he basically uh, throws him like a newborn child. Yeah, throws him like a newborn child. Well, I can imagine. A lot of I can imagine childs. the ease with which one might <laughs> yeah. throw a child. Uh, and he does. He throws. He throws him easily. Uh, and then he also uh, like helps him with the shield thing, and through yeah. just their machinations and basically cheating, they uh, win. They win. And Brunhild, she's skeptical about the whole thing. Yeah, she's kind of pissed. She's kind of pissed. Uh, they're going on the boat back home, and she's just like, she's stewing. She's thinking about it. Uh, Gunther comes in. He's like, hi, wife. Uh, how's, yep. how's it going? Uh, and Brunhild just like wrestles him to the yeah, ground. Yeah, just starts wailing on just him. Just wails on him, yeah. Uh, she's respect. Like, you... Mad respect. No, honestly, yeah. Probably could have done that before. Well. Uh, like before she got on the boat. Yeah. But whatever. Um. It's like, are you really the guy who like beat me in these trials of strength? Gunther doesn't respond. Hagen Tranje comes in. Uh, Jafar, also known as Jafar, also known, aka aka Jafar. Uh, Jafar is like, what's all this then? Uh, and Brunhild settles down. Yeah, <laughs> she lets Gunther live. Uh, she lets him live. Uh, and then they they get to the palace, and there's this whole procession, this military procession. Uh, we're kind of moving through things now. Uh, just because, like, you know, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. I re- recommend you watch yeah. it. It's uh, a long end. It's it's, it's a, a long it's end. a bit it's of a long end. Two and a half end. hours in. I mean, and we're at thirty eight minutes. Folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we're moving. Now we're now we're really moving. Uh, whatever. They're at this like they're at the palace at the castle of at Worms. All the people they're like happy. They're oh yay, the king yeah, has a wife now. He's go. not gonna be a virgin anymore. Let's go. Um and. The king's mom comes up to Brunhild, uh, holds her. She's like, oh, yes, daughter-in-law. Goes in for a little smooch. And Brunhild's like, no. Spurned. Spurned. Uh, <laughs> and Gunther's like, ooh. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. That's pretty much all he's doing the whole movie. The Just, whole movie. We, we don't like Gunther. We he's don't the worst. Like him. He's the worst. Uh, and Siegfried's like, okay, I, I've done my part of the bargain. Now let me marry yeah. your sister. Yeah. Uh, and Brunel's like, wait, what? Sussed out immediately. <laughs> yeah. She kind of, she puts it together. I think she puts most of it together yeah. at that point. She's quick. She's quick. She's she's strong. She's smart. She's she's awesome. At this point in the movie, at this point in the movie, uh, <laughs> we we gotta yeah. clarify. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, what even what happens next? Like, they. Yeah, they. Um, I mean, they they just get married. So, like the two couples. Yeah. Get married. Yeah. Gunther and Siegfried become blood brothers. Blood brothers, uh, which is the real ceremony. That's that's the important uh-huh. one. Sure, whatever. You have a like crummy little priest officiating the marriage. Yeah. You got Jafar. Yeah. Officiating the blood brother ceremony. Yeah, I honestly, I do want, like, kind of a shady guy. Yeah. To be there <laughs> at, at any uh-huh. event that I host, just because I don't know, it sort of makes it um more official in a way. Yeah, and put some like kind of mystique over everything. Is he's gonna kill everyone here? What's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen? Uh, so yeah, like. Marital bliss is happening. I guess marital bliss is happening on one side for Siegfried and for Krimhild. Uh, they're they're having a good time. Yeah, they're yeah. Br- Brunhild, no, no good time. Brunhild's not happy at all. Uh, she's stewing, uh, and by default, you know, happy wife, happy life. Right. Stewing right. wife, stewing life. Uh, Gunther, he's he's upset. He's sitting on the throne, and somehow, like, he looks yeah. like not commanding while sitting on a throne he's like slouched he's like sad yeah, he uh, looks just the, uh, he i don't know we don't like him we don't like this we don't guy. like this guy if you can't tell uh and 
Siegfried's like, oh, what's what's the problem? What's what's going on? Uh, Gunther's like, blood brother. I'm I'm sad. Oh, he doesn't even say anything. Jafar talks He's for just him. Brooding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jafar's like, oh, uh, Brunhild is not fulfilling her wifely duties. Mm-hmm. She's not getting with your man. She's not getting with your guy. Uh, you're gonna have to fix this. Uh, Siegfried's hey, like, wait, you're what? gonna have to fix this. And, and <laughs> yeah. reasonably, Siegfried's like, what are you, what are you <laughs> what talking about? What the fuck talking are you about? talking about? Uh, Jafar's like, oh, use use the Tarnhelm. Yeah, you know and the Tarnhelm. You know the, the net that makes you invisible. The net that makes also you invisible can allow you to change shape. Yeah, it's anything you, you want. Become anyone you want. Which is crazy because, like, if Siegfried knew that, he could have changed into the shape of Gunther. At the trials earlier, That's correct, and just uh, yeah, um, and it would have been uh, much easier. Yeah, instead of like chucking him around and stuff. <laughs> Maybe Gunther just wanted to be held. Yeah, honestly, that could be it. Yeah, Gunther is kind of like that that guy who you know. I guess maybe you, you might not know him, like the dude who's like specifically looking for like the muscle lady, like mu- yeah, muscle mommy is the what? Yeah, he, uh, he cut wants... that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to explain what that is. I don't want to explain what that is. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't know how much will it say about you. Oh, cut that out, cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, basically, Siegfried, he's going to turn into Gunter with right. the Tarnhelm. And uh, he's going to get up to no good. Yeah. He's going to get up to no good. The plan is that Siegfried turns into Gunter, wrestles yeah, some display of uh, strength. Brunhild a bit, and like shows him that Gunter is a man. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Siegfried and Gunther, they swap, swap out. Uh, and a pretty good, like, split-screen effect. Uh, yeah, surprise. I don't even know how they would have done that back then. Yeah, there's, like, two Gunthers on screen. At screen at once, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has a twin. Who knows? Uh, could be. Could be. <laughs> I just, I explain everything with twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that movie, Parent, uh, Parent, Parent Trap. Trap. Yeah, Parent Trap, twins. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, there's two of them. Uh, but yeah, uh, Siegfried, he's like, that was weird. Uh, and th- when he was wrestling Brunhild, he like gets her armlet uh-huh. on accident, uh, and just kind of decides to keep it for some reason. Weird, weird move. Weird yeah. move on Siegfried's part. It's a weird move. I gotta admit. Uh, but whatever. He does all that. And then marital bliss again. Marital bliss. I, I don't. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Brunhild still. Yeah, Brunhild is not happy, but Siegfried, Krimhild, they're 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 vibing. So yeah, Siegfried, <laughs> Siegfried is hanging out, and the Nibelungans, his people. That I guess he's the king. Yeah, he yeah he rules them of, now. They're his now. Yeah, his his troll servants are bringing in uh, his gold, his riches. Uh, I guess as his dowry. Yeah, it's weird because I think. It's his dowry that he's yeah. going to give to Gunther. Yeah. Which, I guess, yeah. And then yeah. Jafar says, yeah, we're going to keep that. Yeah, we want we, we want need all this gold. Uh, Gunther's like, no, I, I couldn't. He's my blood brother. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because like, it seems like that's the plan. Yeah. Like, Gu- it seems like Siegfried, everyone is down for that. Siegfried yeah. wants Gunther to have it. I don't know. I, I don't know how this works. Uh, but... Jafar is like, you know, by whatever means possible, we're taking that gold. That's our gold. Yeah. Uh, and we, we cut to Creamhild. She's in her place with, like, she's in a little chamber with her servant. Uh, and servant's looking around one of the chests and finds this one 
like armlet, the armlet that Uh-oh. belonged to Brunhild. Uh oh. Uh like, oh, that's awesome. I love free jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> let me wear it immediately. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it goes down to Siegfried, who's like hanging out. He's unbothered. He's whistling in a park, uh, talking to birds, which I guess he can do. Yeah. Uh, why not? Why not? Right. The dragon blood got on him. That means he can talk, talk to, to birds. birds. Uh, <laughs> and he's he's hanging out. She comes down. And she's like, oh, look at this new bling I found. Uh, and Siegfried immediately, he freaks out. He's like, no, stop. Don't worry about that. Uh, there's a dark secret behind that armlet. Very dark, yeah. Kermit's like, what? Uh, Siegfried's like, I, could, I couldn't explain. I, I simply couldn't, not here. Siegfried's like, or then Kermit's like, wait, like explain though. And then he does. Yeah, uh, okay. Okay, okay, whatever. Tells um, her the whole sad story. Tell, yeah. Uh, and I guess Kermit does not decide to take it off. She like tries, she hides it a little bit after hearing like the it's tale horrible. of woe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she she hides it but then what happens church bells ring time for mass gotta go to mass as as one does as one does in this fantasy world uh i guess it's germany uh there's there's catholicism going on yeah uh yeah so all of the 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 people are hearing the bells brunhild hears and brunhild also eavesdropping during the story yeah uh how much did she hear apparently not much but she heard at least or she saw that Krumhild had the armlet uh and i guess is angry yeah i think she's she's also probably just pissed uh like their marriage is so good yeah her marriage is so bad yeah i mean she's gonna, i'd be pissed about that she's just gonna try and fuck with Krumhild a little bit yeah so she tells her servant or brunhild tells her servants like deck her out and all the queen regalia uh because they're going to mass oh, and they're yeah. going in force uh <laughs> so cream she's walking on to, up to mass about to praise little baby jesus mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and Hill just coming up from behind she's like <laughs> okay the queen has the first right to go, go into first mass. me first. Go first me first even though there are already people in there mm. <laughs> she's, yeah she's like no yeah you, you can't go before the queen uh, and Creamfield's like, uh, no, fuck off. I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. There. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, like the the wife of a vassal can go before the the queen herself. Uh, and Creamfield immediately is pissed. pissed. Uh, and what does she do? She she spills the beans. Yeah. What do you do when your enemy is like taunting you? You just the worst thing you know about them. The nuclear option. You drop it yeah. right on their head. Nuclear option. Which honestly, respect. I respect yeah. that so much. I mean, it it did, did in that you know. We were done <laughs> yeah. after that little interaction. Uh-huh. Brunhild was done. No, yeah. Brunhild goes crazy because uh, she hears basically the whole story that... Uh, Tarnhelm changed, Yeah, Tarnhelm. You know. Uh, and, you know, she arguably, rightly, at, in, at the time, from her perspective, she's heard this story about, like, the night of their, like, marriage yeah. where Siegfried took the place of her husband wrestled her to the ground and then her and Gunther had sex. Yeah. To her, that could be a See, bad situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, well, at least that's what I was thinking at this point yeah. in the movie. Uh, <laughs> maybe that'll be cleared up a bit more, but she's accusing Siegfried of impropriety, impropriety, uh, bad stuff that 
the gods of Spotify would not let us talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, b- bad stuff. She's accusing him of bad stuff. And she's basically like telling everybody who'll listen, oh, kill Siegfried. Kill Siegfried, kill He's Siegfried. He's gotta go. He's gotta He's go. He's gotta, gotta get out of here. Go. <laughs> and Siegfried, obviously bothered, perturbed by this slightly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, Gunther, also very perturbed. Uh, they're talk- Him and Brunhild are talking. Uh, Brunhild goes, uh, yeah, kill, kill Siegfried, kill him. Gunther, instead of being like, oh, I, I couldn't kill him, he's like, well, I, I couldn't if I wanted to. Um, I Even if I wanted to, he's, he's invincible, he's impervious. Uh, Jafar, though, wise guy that he is, it's like, well, he's not all impervious. Oh, no. Surely no, no. there there's a spot where where the leaf fell. Where the linden leaf fell. Where the, how would he know that? I don't know. He knows, man. This guy knows a lot. Well, I guess like, because the story where Siegfried killed the dragon, we saw that because that was the bard telling it. Yeah, to the so court. presumably everything we saw was orated. But by did the Siegfried bard. tell everyone that he had the weak spot on his back? You gotta wonder how that got into the story why would he do that Siegfried also not the brightest guy we haven't really gotten that much into Siegfried but like yeah too trusting too trusting a bit too trusting he's not like the general you know like bland sword and sorcery protagonist he's definitely not that he's just like very like manic uh and very like I don't know hyperactive and stuff uh I I, I like I like Siegfried he's a fun guy he's a fun guy uh he's just like he wants to go on cool adventures and stuff um but not everybody likes Siegfried, no, sadly. No. Uh, because, Not in this house. yeah. Brunhild, she tells Gunther, yeah, that guy, he was improprietous. Uh, he did some impropriety. Yeah. Um, he was improper, is another word to say that. Um, and Gunther loses it. Uh, he declares there will be a hunt to kill a mad dog. Yeah. Uh, pretty on the nose there with the metaphor. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, and Siegfried's like, oh, cool, a hunt to kill a mad dog. That's awesome. I'm down. I'm down. I, I'd love to kill a mad dog. Uh, Where are you at? And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and Kriemhild, she hears all this, and she's like, hmm, mm. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she's getting these visions, these, like, dreams. Uh, Kriemhild has dreams. Uh, yeah, she's prophetic. She's prophetic, yeah. Uh, er- earlier, she like when she saw Siegfried the first time, she was re- reminded of this, like, dream of a white bird being struck down by two like dark birds maybe that'll come in later who knows who knows who knows anything can happen right uh but now she's getting a dream of like Siegfried being crushed by a mountain by a boar by all of these things yeah uh and Siegfried's like ah that's funny I couldn't be I'm impervious (laughs) I'm invincible um and Kremil's like I don't don't know uh and then clandestinely uh, she, like Siegfried or Kriemhild's freaking out. She goes to Hagen Trangi, uh, who you know, he's a trustworthy guy. Uh, yeah, the well, guy yeah, that I mean, we call Jafar. J- Jafar is is playing some, is playing putting some game on her. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's got his whole plan, you know, because uh-huh. he's making up wild stories. Oh, uh, well, little little birdie told me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know he can't speak to the birds. Sure. For one, not like Siegfried. Not like Siegfried. Yeah. But apparently, a little birdie told him. There's gonna be war in Burgundy. Yeah, and somebody's gonna try to act up at this at this hunt. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's gonna be an assassin who's gonna try to kill Siegfried. But if, if I knew 
where Siegfried's weak spot was. Oh, he could be so much help. I could help him. Presumably, yeah. I guess. I'll, I'll guard him. Uh, trust me, I have an evil hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kriemhild does. She trusts him. Uh, and Jafar tells her, oh, just like knit on like the part of his armor where his weak spot is, where his weak spot is. Just yeah, make I mean, a little just, X. Just, you yeah. know, so I can see it, obviously. Yeah, just so I and the assassin, presumably, uh-huh. can see it. <laughs> and she does that. Uh, Siegfried doesn't know, uh, but she does. And they go for the hunt. And the hunt goes great. Yeah, it's going uh, well. At first. Hunt's done. Uh, Siegfried's like, I'm famished. I'm I'm thirsty. Uh, I'll give all of my gold for some wine. Uh, they're out of wine. No wine. The wheels broke on the wine thing. How convenient. Uh, but Jafar's like, oh, I know a place. I, I got a place. Yeah. Uh, guys say they know a place. Then they take you to a cool stream. Uh-huh. <laughs> then they race you to a cool <laughs> they, stream. They race you to the bottom wrong. of the cool stream. And then throw a spear at your back. Yeah. Right where the X is. X marks the spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goes right through him. Goes right through his back. Yep. The spear. And you think he's dead. He's laying down on the yeah, ground. Yeah, I mean, he should be dead. Some guys, they, they find him. Uh, and then he, he just, like, they take him to Jafar and Gunter. And I guess he just gets a second wind. Because uh, he, like, charges. He tries. Yeah. He, he tries to get some revenge. He charges at Jafar. Uh, but Doesn't to no avail. No. Yeah. He, he collapses. Uh, and, like, everybody... Like there's a few people gathered around at this point now, and everybody saw. Yeah, we we know him. what's up. We know what's he up. He was clearly stabbed. Obviously, and he clearly plot. had a grudge against Jafar. Put two and two together, everybody knows. Uh, but they're all just kind of standing there. And at, the, at this point, as the audience were like, "Why? Why are they doing that? That's weird." Um, but then well. we we get back. Uh, they they carry Siegfried's body back to the castle, and. I mean, Krimhild sees this. She's she's fucked up. She's she's upset. Uh, yeah, I'd be upset. Yeah, if I told my husband that, oh, I think you're gonna die on this hunting trip. And he laughed. And he just goes, ah, ha, ha, no. Yeah. I wouldn't. I couldn't. That's silly woman. And yeah. then he's just fucking dead when then, he comes back. Yeah, just a corpse. Uh, and so she grieves. We cut to Gunter, uh, and he's telling the good news to his wife. Hopefully, maybe yeah. she'll love him now. Uh, what does oh, she do no. though? Laughs in his little face. Laughs in his face. Uh, this was all her plan. She wanted uh, revenge on both Siegfried and Gunther. Yeah. Uh, and the only way she knew how. Uh, circuitous scheme. Yeah, scheme. She says something like, oh, like, you, you killed your, your brother your blood, for a yeah, woman's yeah, lie. Exactly. Uh, so I guess she wasn't. Yeah. Immediately yeah. regrets it, though, on her part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so... Krimhild, she's she's grieving, she's sad, uh, and she's standing over the body. Gunther comes in, he also sad. Uh, <laughs> a lot of sadness going. A lot around. of sadness. Uh, who's not sad though? Jafar. He comes in, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like looking at the body dispassionately. Krimhild sees him, puts two and two together. Yeah. Uh, realizes that the part where Siegfried was stabbed in was the exact part where she. The spot. Oops. Little Oopsies. Oopsie. Uh, she's like, okay, guys. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> that, ev- that evil him. guy over there who's wearing the evil helmet that we never noticed until now, he's evil. He killed my husband, who we all like. Yeah, we gotta uh, justice. We gotta, we gotta get, get justice. Him. On she this declares guy. justice for the king. Let it be justice. Let it be justice. Uh, and 
you know, what does the king say? Well, can't be justice. This is just us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just me and the boys. Just me and the boys. Uh, that's, that's, that's just how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all like, look, Jafar has been really chill to us. So we're not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna do anything. For loyalty. loyalty for loyalty is what they say, and they are just kind of chill with the fact that uh, yeah, killed Jafar this killed guy him. extrajudiciously. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't describe that as loyal necessarily. Uh, no, but it's all in house. It's in house. Yeah, in house. It's all in Burgundy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Krimhild storms out because yeah. like fuck. Swears revenge on everyone. Yeah, exactly. Because like she's trying to like get anyone in the room to like strike down Jafar but each person like stands in front of Jafar to like protect him uh it's bad it's a bad scene uh she goes out to the church to see her husband's body one last time uh because at some point (laughs) took his body out yeah he's in the church uh she comes in who does she see sitting over her husband's body Brunhild with a knife through her sternum she stabbed herself yeah uh out of regret presumably yeah regret Um, Kriemhild, it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, tell my husband, Queen of Burgundy's dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, tell, yeah, tell, tell my brother, King of King of Burgundy's dead. <laughs> my husband's yeah. brother. Can't tell, Don't can't tell, tell my, my husband, husband much. Nah, he's, can't tell my husband you really, much. You could never speak to him when he was alive, and now he's, <laughs> yeah. now he's dead. Uh-huh. Couldn't go and tell the guy nothing. No, wouldn't um, listen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, bad stuff is happening all around, uh, and... I guess that's the end. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, that's the end of that movie. Yeah. Uh, more to come in part two. Uh, Krimhild will return oh, yeah. in 1924. Uh, same same year. Both movies came out. Big year. Big uh, year for movies. What else did that? I guess The Matrix did that too. Uh, yeah, like the, yeah the, Matrix the Matrix also came out that year. I so think. this movie in a lot of ways was the precursor to yeah. uh, The Matrix 2 and 3. <laughs> Not the first one, but uh, Matrix 2 and 3. What are those? Res- Resurrection? Resurrection and... Um, oh, no. Resurrection is the new one. Re- uh, it's not, not yeah, important. It doesn't, it's, yeah. it's not important. <laughs> but yeah, so this movie's pretty good. Uh, I, I'm a fan of the movie. Uh, and it it's interesting the way in which it kind of reveals a synergy, I guess, between like the mythic yeah. past of fantasy and like the filmic thing that it becomes later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it exposes the genre... As being what it is, which is not a truly unified, pure conception of, of these tropes mm. versus those tropes. It comes from something, right? It emerges yeah. out of something, and that yeah. is the mythic tradition of, mm-hmm. of folklore and, and epics. And, like, it, it is interesting because you see later films, like, I don't know, like Beastmaster, uh, like any of those, any of the things we've talked about previously, and they just don't, they don't feel like this. Uh, no. There's just there's this feeling of like uh, prestige to this film yeah. that's absent in later ones, and I, I wonder like why that is. I think it's possible that it's just it's so much closer to the source. Yeah, just the source of storytelling generally. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, the, the tropes haven't been abstracted further because you you see like the burgeoning ideas behind some of the tropes we get later, mm-hmm. like. The barbarian, the racially dubious goblin, yeah. the objectified princess, uh-huh. you know, anything evil on the villain. bingo. Oh, yeah, bingo update. We didn't, we didn't get. We didn't a get a bingo this time. Yeah, but I think that goes we're towards close. the point uh, where, like, yeah, there's these like proto elements of the tropes, and you could argue a lot of the tropes on the bingo card would apply to this, but it's not quite because the tropes haven't been like solidified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Because they're not, they're not tropes. Yeah, yet. 
there are other tropes of epic fantasy that that come into play mm-hmm. and then this uh, story obviously like a lot of greek epic is very analogous to this in yeah. certain ways like achilles with the weakness obviously. Mm-hmm. yeah you know you're, you're fighting giant monsters slay dragons mm-hmm. charybdis whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> charybdis it's all the same charybdis uh and i, I also fun thing about the dragon and i guess we, we are talking about this but it's like it's the first dragon yeah on film yeah. ever uh and you know you look at it in the movie it's like it's a little like kind of like kind of cute dopey little guy uh but it like it does begin like the strain of creation that yeah. leads to like i don't know game of thrones and like all, all the stuff now uh where like things can look kind of antiquated and quaint but like, it's the first time it's done uh there's like really no thing to compare it to previously uh and i, I think like a lot of the other things in this film can kind of be compared to that like when something seems kind of like oh why why did they do it that way yeah it's like yeah it's because there was less to like base it off of uh whereas like later sword and sorcery films like they become i think it, you said this uh in the like preliminary episode like they're movies about movies yeah they're exactly. yeah like the base of knowledge that they're pulling from isn't myth it isn't like history whatever it's like other sword and sorcery films it's how do we make a movie that's like yeah Conan? it's just it's yeah. a facsimile of, of a facsimile at some uh-huh. point uh-huh. uh and i guess you would say that same thing about like myth like there's just a bunch of different stories about like siegfried or sigmund whatever you want to call it, or not sigmund yeah uh, yeah right it's Sigurd. based on an actual set of german myths yeah uh old german and also like old norse which is interesting because like those are the two groups who kind of form what we would describe as like early English culture. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, like the story of Siegfried, uh, I, I'm just saying this. I don't, I'm not hey, a history person. Could be correct. In a lot of ways, that story, that epic does kind of form what we would think of as like the old English identity in the same way that like Havelock the Dane could inform like the Middle English identity. Uh, so like these stories in a lot of ways like predate what we think of as like whatever our culture not, i guess not our culture we speak english yeah we love <laughs> english here english specifically in like the language linguistic sense uh like these stories come before english and also like form the way that english works later on uh like i, I think i think it's interesting like there's yeah. a lot of like things about the siegfried story that are similar to like beowulf and stuff like that uh but like i i think siegfried was before uh yeah yeah and i think what happens to this myth um is interesting in in the 20th century because Mm -hmm. we get um some strangely strong nationalistic undertones to this myth because as we're saying right it's very important to the german people Mm -hmm. it's the first written german heroic story yeah considered like the german iliad and um, they needed one yeah they needed one and and in world war ii they really needed one um they <laughs> yeah. really wanted something to unite people it's strange but um yeah obviously nazi propaganda uh-huh. in world war ii uh, incorporates strongly nationalistic elements that you kind of get in this movie richard wagner yeah a nazi well important thing to say uh the youtube version of uh Tiny Belongen that we watched from yeah does ch- chooses not to use the Richard Wagner score yeah which uh, is good yeah which is cool which is good um and it works it's, it still yeah. works um but 
Yeah. Like, Fritz Fritz Lang, I want to say Fritz Lieber, uh, but Fritz Lang, the guy who made uh, or directed this film, not a German, immigrated to Germany, uh, but, like, post-World War One, saw, like, the desolation of the German people, wanted something to unite the yeah. people, uh, and, like, sees this, like, myth and decides to bring that to the modern day. And obviously, yeah, that can have implications uh, later on, especially when, like, you look at kind of the imagery of the story of, like, this blonde, golden protagonist yeah. who's, like, taken down by these two dark-haired protagonists it features into like the whole like light versus dark yeah. uh like thing yeah and, yeah and then there's a lot of there is a critique of of court politics and mm-hmm. the machinations that happen like scheming yeah, yeah because you have this figure right who comes from a, a bucolic as you as you mentioned before mm-hmm. sort of pastoral setting in the beginning of the movie he is royalty of a foreign kingdom but the settings we see him in most often are naturalistic yeah he speaks to birds yeah he's strong he's free he's unfettered Mm -hmm. and i think something that's interesting to consider is how at least in the portrayal of of the parts that are shown in this film the 1920s you also have nietzsche writing yeah writing about morality and master slave morality Mm -hmm. one of the big things that nietzsche argued was that well you have like this nature that's the the blonde brute that's what Uh he calls it you have this this guy who's he's beautiful he's strong He's just better than others by nature because that is his his animal nature just wins out over mm-hmm. that of others. And you see this in the in the contradiction between Gunther's inability to achieve anything in the story on yeah. his own and Siegfried's ability to do literally anything uh-huh. on his own. Gunther is a character who has political power, whatever, is, is kind of being manipulated by a second in command. Mm-hmm. But he's weak, like he's sort of inept in a way. Yeah. So that's that's morally bad, right? Is sort of the the argument that that can be made and is made also by uh, Nazi philosophers as well later yeah. on. Uh, and obviously, you know, like the reception that a film gets isn't entirely on the person who makes the film, but like I don't know, it does color some of the uh, like understanding of this film in the present day. Uh, the fact that it was so widely appreciated by the Nazis. Um, but what's interesting to point out is that the second film, uh, which is a bit outside of our purview for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, cause you it's watch it on your own time, watch it on your own time. It's very good, but it, it follows the aftermath of this epic story, uh, where Creamhild, it's called Creamhild's Revenge. Uh, Creamhild has to like get revenge for her husband yeah. on this like line that tr- killed, uh, and was complicit in the killing of yeah. her husband. And that story was much less revered. They came out in the same year. People loved Siegfried's story. And those same, like, Nazi propagandists basically pretended that the second one did not exist. Uh, because it covers, like, funny. the problems with, like, vengeance uh, and, like, how these moral crusades can just, like, absolutely destroy you and destroy others. Uh, and obviously... The Nazis, yeah, not a fan of that idea. No, no. Um, yeah, and I, I think like contrary to what we're doing on the pod, you really can't understand one without the other. Like the kind of epic ideas of the first one, represented by like Siegfried, this larger than life protagonist. Yeah, work in tandem with the more like grimy, like destructive nature of the second one. 
like they are made to work with each other they're filmed at the same time yeah um but when you only understand one and you understand that one like the first one to be like this emblematic national work then you're not really going to understand the full picture yeah i think we you mentioned this while we were watching the film the death of Siegfried at the end of this first movie mm-hmm. is kind of symbolic of the end of the age of heroes. Yeah. So you have these these big, strong, beautiful men who were once very dominant in the world. Siegfried has like 12 vassals that are all kings themselves. <laughs> yeah. Like he's on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And then he's killed by like the scheming machinations of, of these villains, yeah. essentially. And I do think if you just take that first part of the movie, only part one, you say, well, yeah, that, that's wrong. Right. That's unjust what happened to him. Mm -hmm. He didn't deserve to die. We should restore the age of heroes. Right. (laughs) And I think that's where you can get in some really bad ideological Mm -hmm. ruts where you're stuck thinking that's the way out. But the second movie, it answers that question. Right. Of like, what do you do afterwards? Well, you don't try and avenge the age of heroes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't do it anymore. The most you can do is like live. And like, that's the whole thing. Like Krimhild in getting revenge for her husband stops living stops trying to be a human being and like treat others with kindness she loses all of her like moral considerations for others and only uses them as tools for vengeance and obviously you know nazis any kind of like moralistic evil i wouldn't not evil whatever any kind of people who set themselves on like these moral crusades they're not gonna like that idea um but it is like it's at the heart of this story even the story of uh, Brunhild in the first one, she's set herself on this like quest of vengeance. Uh, but what comes yeah. of it, she immediately kills herself after. Yeah. yeah, after she achieves her goal, she isn't fulfilled by it because uh, it was purely destructive. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think this is an, a really good film. I think the themes really fun. It tells us a oh, lot yeah. about like the sword and sorcery genre yeah i mean i I think on every level it works to display things that we want to talk about right i mean on the level of story and like genre it's interesting because it comes from myth it has all these these early signs of of tropes that we see later Mm -hmm. but also as a movie it does the same thing right like on both levels the cinematography is one incredible i mean it's just amazing but the way the setting is portrayed costuming Mm -hmm. like the characterization, everything is sort of what we see later on. It's diluted later on a little <laughs> yeah. bit, arguably. But yeah, seeing it here is, is just incredible. It's a it's a hundred year old movie. Yeah. And um it's great. Yeah. I, I recommend. This this gets a sort of sorcery stamp of approval. Yeah. Uh sadly no bingo. Sadly no bingo. No bingo, but um, No bingo, but it's yeah. fine. Otherwise, right? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. yeah. The bingo was built for the twenty first century. <laughs> they didn't have bingo back then. No. Uh, we couldn't expect them to get a bingo for this movie. No. Uh, but for, for next week, maybe we'll get a bingo. Next week, we have something very special. Yeah, we do. You've been waiting Almost for it. as significant to the genre as Dainé Belungan. Arguably more significant. I would say so, yeah. Uh, this comes from a long line. Of, it, it, I mean, in the literary sense, it began this genre in its popular form. Uh, we talk about like the ways in which maybe... The genre has been diluted a little yeah. bit. Uh, obviously, the idea of like barbarians, like that, not really present in Dainé Malungan. Yeah. Uh, where does it come from? It comes from this. It comes from this, and that could only be Conan. Yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Let's 
go. Yeah. A 2011 2011. Classic. Jason Momoa. <laughs> We're doing it, guys. We're yeah. watching it. Um, You've been waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, need I need I really say more? You yeah. knew this one was coming at uh-huh. some point. It's uh-huh. the 2011 Conan the Barbarian. Jason Momoa's Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Streamable on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, yeah. Oh, presumably. Yeah. Where all your favorite movies are. Other things as well. Amazing. Uh, Hulu. So many things. Plus, like, <laughs> you can find this film. Now, be careful. Don't watch. No. There's the like there's another version of this that like sucks yeah. dick. You shouldn't watch that. We don't one. really we don't like that one. We don't talk about that. Marcus Nispel, two thousand eleven. Yeah. Starring Jason Momoa. Yeah. Rachel Nichols. Yeah. Stephen Lang. Yeah. It's a it's not even a cult classic. It's a human work of art. I would I we we were saying watch it. Clearly you've already seen it. You've already seen yeah. 2011's Jason Momoa's Conan yeah. the Barbarian. Of course you have. Uh but you can watch it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well actually yeah, I mean you probably saw it. Now it did have a budget of 90 million and mm-hmm. made 60 million. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so That is awesome. Not many people saw it at the time, but you you're going to watch it now and you're going to love it. Yeah. And you're going to love it. God damn. Almost a tight 90, 112 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's just great. I don't really know what to say other than it's just great. We're going to uh, have an amazing time talking about we're it. We're already having an amazing time. <laughs> I'm already running off the high. Yeah. I'm, just I'm excited. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Yeah. And uh, stop back next week and, and you'll find out what the excitement's all about. Yep. 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 yep, yep. Bye, guys. Bye.